Hello, this is Amy, and I am back at it again, not with something nerdy like you might think, but with something dramatic. We are talking about the high school Canadian teen drama Degrassi The Next Generation, which is the uh, sequel spinoff to Degrassi Junior High from the 80s. Uh, it is something that I grew up watching and was extremely excited when I got back into it lately and I started listening to Degrassi podcasts and that is how I um, got to know this lovely woman right here, Jen of Lisa and Jen Go Canadian A. Eh? Thank you so much for joining me, Jen. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I'm excited to talk yeah, about I'm Degrassi. I'm so excited. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, yes, we are going to talk about our favorite Degrassi couples today. Um, and we each gave each other a list of top five, and two of them were the same. So it seems like we're on the same page in a lot of ways. Um, so oh, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> uh, so before we get started, just going to talk about what I have coming up, and then Jen will introduce herself and let you know what's going on over there on Go Canadian A. Um, and those of you that have seen the uh, the show know that that's a reference to the Jay and Silent Bob movie that they integrate in there. I don't know if that was that season five or something like that. Um, um, it's at the end of season four. The end of season four. I knew you would know the exact yeah. like citation. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> that was a, a, always a funny and interesting part. And if anyone has seen the uh, Drake's music video, I'm Upset. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob have a special part where they um, they give Snake weed. It's really funny. <laughs> um, yes. So if you're interested in seeing the Degrassi crew back together, uh, check out Drake's I'm Upset. That is super fun. But as for what is coming up on the Amy Blackfire podcast slash YouTube channel, um, it's May, which means it's my birthday month. And yes, I am that annoying person who says birthday month, even though technically it's only one day. I have this thing once a month called Buddy Banter, and more like pseudo-monthly because I skipped last month. Um, but I have a friend on to talk about a topic of their choice. And I have had four buddies so far, but it's my birthday month and I'm choosing the topic. So I'm going to have a special Buddy Banter with myself and hopefully all four of the previous buddies. Two of them are in Europe, so we're hoping to get a time that works for everyone. But that is the only time that I go live on my YouTube channel. So if you want to come and join the chat, please keep an eye out uh, on my channel and also on my Twitter. I will be plugging the hell out of that when that comes. Uh, I have some more Game of Thrones slash A Song of Ice and Fire stuff coming up. And uh, I am also extremely excited for some low, working with low the links, uh, AKA links fire content that'll be coming at you soon. I am taking off all of June because I am getting married. So I've got to uh, take some time for myself and um, my future hubby. So we are going to have a really good time though in May and in July. Uh, so please stick around for that uh, and keep an eye on my Twitter feed. So Jen, tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you guys have coming up. Okay, so I co-host a podcast called Lisa and Jen Go Canadian A. Basically, last year, um, as I'm sure many of you did, I was looking for TV shows to binge, um, and I came across a Twitter account called Degrassi No Context, which yes, um, is I love possibly that. I the biggest. That. <laughs> Degrassi Twitter there is um and those girls are so lovely that run that Twitter um I came across it and I was like you know what I haven't watched Degrassi since I was like in high school like I wonder what's going on with that um so I grew up with the next generation with the the Drake generation as we sometimes call it <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> I know I still 
I'll see him and I'm like, oh, it's Aubrey Graham. I still like exactly. And I'm a Drake fan. I love hip hop, but it's just like I that's how I saw him was Jimmy, you know? Yes, yes, exactly. So I, I still to this day call him Jimmy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I watched the whole thing through. I had I had not finished. I had not seen through like next class or anything. So I Me finally neither. finished. It last I stopped year. at about like I think season 12 or 13, right when Claire was really starting to get annoying. Um, right. <laughs> and so I hadn't seen Next Class, and I just finished Next Class uh, two days ago. So I officially have seen all of the 2000s Degrassi. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I finished it last year for the first time, but I'd seen, like, I'd say one through six, like, multiple times before this. Um, Definitely. That's my same. favorite generation. Yes. And so, so I decided I um, was like really wanting to talk to people about Degrassi. And so I came up with this idea with my friend Laura at the time who does season one with me. Um, I was like, how about you watch the show? She loves Drake and she had never seen the show. Yes, so I, I like, love the I whole first season. Yeah. She was like, my boyfriend, my hubby Drake. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> So I forced her to watch the show with me. And then she she was just feeling a little bit overwhelmed with like work and, you know, life stuff. And so my friend Lisa over, who had also not ever seen the show. So Lisa has done seasons two and three with me and she's going to continue on. We have Laura back every once in a while um, and she's still watching the show and enjoying it. So um, Yes, I love when you, the trio is when you're all there. Um, I just listened yeah. to... Uh, one of your episodes from season two and it was all three and I was like ah the ladies are all together yes. So, she, <laughs> yes so she was just on our you got the look episode um a couple weeks ago and we have um just last week put up our pride episode and then this week we are putting up our gangsta gangsta episode so we're getting deeper into season three and season three is my favorite season so I'm very excited to share um season three with everybody oh that is so exciting yeah and we um sorry uh listeners we are having a little bit of some audio difficulties we are just going to plow right through because our level of degrassi will sustain us and we are going to keep going <laughs> uh so jen are you ready to talk about some degrassi loving <laughs> oh yeah definitely uh so <laughs> one of the two couples that we both had in our top five was the beautiful Paige and alex I Love was obsessed with them, obsessed. And I, so I have green eyes and blonde hair like Paige and I'm bi. Yes. So I like my, my dream woman is Alex. Cause I love the yes. contrast of this like kind of blonde perky girl with this, you know, wrong side of the tracks, kind of like a West side story lesbian uh -huh. <laughs> going on. And I, I love it. I, I think that the way that Alex, when when they're together, the reason I like them the most and why they made their top five is that when they're together, it seems like they they want to improve each other, you know, like they want to be the best right. that they can be for each other. And that's really what a good couple is, in my opinion, people that grow together and want to be better for each other. Yes, I always loved Paige. She's one of my favorite characters. Um, I know she has her, her bitchy moments, but she's also so <laughs> funny. Yeah, and I I related to Paige a lot on the show and some of the things she went through. Obviously, it was not the like popular mean girl, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I still like loved her. And um, 
growing up, like, especially the first time I watched through the show, I didn't know why they meant so much to me because I did not know I was buying it. And um, it kind of like through watching that show and a couple other shows during that time kind of figured it out. So it was, oh my uh, gosh, it, it was, was really cool. Part, it was a part of both of our bio awakening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, yes. I think because, for, in particular, it's this scene where they're dancing and yes. where uh, I, is it, it's, um, oh gosh, uh, the guy who ends up getting with, uh, getting up, getting engaged to Manny. I'm totally blanking on his name. Jay. And Jay is just being a little bitch over there being like, yeah. oh, wait, you're just doing this to turn guys on. It's like, uh, or they're doing that for no. themselves. Dick. <laughs> like, and right. the way, like, seriously, when I rewatched that scene where Alex puts on the cowboy hat, I was like, oh yeah, I was by the whole time <laughs> because she's gorgeous. Right? And I am so into <laughs> them dancing and grinding on each other. Uh, and I think yeah. what I really liked about that too is it kind of gave Jay some growth because he had to eventually accept that just because he had been with Alex, just because she had been in a heterosexual relationship doesn't mean that, you know, when she says I'm a lesbian, just believe her, <laughs> right? She's telling yeah. you what she is. Just say, okay, that's it. So I think that right. Paige and Alex together made Jay a better person and then made him a little bit more worthy of Manny, though no one is worthy of Manny if we're being honest, so. Exactly. No, I um. Uh... <laughs> I know that a lot of people have a lot of gripes with the whole page not ever saying she's bisexual on the show. Um, mm, she, I have heard that, like, yeah. The writers kind of treat this like this is a phase for her or something. <laughs> or like, um, but I think that, honestly, it's kind of true of real life of, like, she didn't know. <laughs> she was just like... Um, I can't be gay because I like guys or whatever, but yeah, she didn't, like, she didn't have, have the, the vocabulary it, in you know? 2006, exactly. you know, and I really think right. about that is that I, a lot of the reason that I didn't come out of quote unquote, come out of the closet until 25 is you can pass because you do like guys and you do date guys. So it's like, well, right. I, I guess I'm just by, you know, and then there's this term by curious, which is usually used for women. And it's almost seen as like, oh, well, women are beautiful. Like so of course you, yeah. And that's actually, I had a, I have a good friend named Rohan who was on one of my episodes about um, Cersei. I don't know if you've seen Game of Thrones, Jen, but that's what I usually talk about. Um, and she was talking about how women are trained to be objects of beauty. Therefore, it's easier for women to except bisexuality because duh women are beautiful <laughs> um right. and we're taught that they you know that they are are kind of are objects of of for our affections and so like i do think that you have a good point jen and that like that she never comes quote unquote comes out as bi like for example miles hollingsworth does right and right. i think for a guy you have to literally like put a label on it much quicker than as a woman because people would just be like oh she's just you know they're just like you know, they're having a sleepover and having a pillow fight and kissing, you know, it, it's almost been kind of um, like female bisexuality is actually in many ways much more invisible than male bisexuality just because it's seen as, oh, you're just, you just, you know, had a crazy night or whatever you want to experiment. Um, right. And actually, I think, Jen, was it you when I was listening to, I think it was one of your episodes in, about season two where you're like, Paige is really the only one from that class that I like. Were, were you the one that said that? Um, no, I obviously love okay, all of them. That might, so okay, that was, that was Degrassi <laughs> the Next Pod. This is what happens when I listen to too many Degrassi podcasts. Uh, so That's someone okay. in Degrassi Next Pod had said that. And I kind of like, I'm not, I, I like all of them for different reasons. But as far as, you know, looking at the that graduating class, like Paige was absolutely mm -hmm. my favorite. Um, yeah. 
from that. And I also think that, like, she... I really like that scene with Spinner later in the seasons when they're about to graduate. And he's like, she used me for my body. <laughs> one of the funniest lines that Spinner could have said, because it's like, yeah. usually it's, it's kind of a gender role reversal where she was uh-huh. like, Oh, that was fun. I'll always remember my first boyfriend. And he was like, but wait, she used me. <laughs> so I feel like, like the confidence that Paige brings um, yeah. Even really, I would say with Paige, with that relationship, even though Alex does kind of, you know, make some of the initial moves, I, it really feels like Paige is in charge, uh, large and in charge. Uh, <laughs> and she kind of drives their relationship. But I, I do think there is that kind of point there that she doesn't really label herself. And I think that is probably more realistic than her being like, it's 2006 and I'm bi, right? Yeah, I think in my mind, like, she starts using that, like, like well into her 20s um, and not, you know, as a teenager, which I, I completely understand. Yeah, and I mean, we don't see her after, like, her first year of university, right? Maybe her second right. year, she, she, like, goes around and joins the LGBTQ club and, you know, all of that. Um, right. And it is interesting, actually, Jen, what do you think about them showing the college years for the early classes and then later only showing high school years. I found that really interesting. Like we see Ellie, Marco, Paige, et cetera, beyond their high school years. But then when we get up to like, oh, you know, the the Holly J's and the Savs, it, it starts to get where it's like, okay, they're, they graduated to grassy, you'll never see them again. They might do a random cameo in next class. Right. So I... I think at that time, I was just like really holding on to those classes, you know, I was watching for them. Um, and, you know, I did watch through the transition seasons and stuff, everything. And um, I think that I was like living from episode to episode of those, <laughs> those characters, because I knew and loved them so much. And um, maybe the time to give quite as fair of a shot to the new classes um, as I do, and I appreciate them more now. Um, so I, I really loved them growing up in um, Free Fallen, which is another Palix episode, um, is one of my favorite episodes of Degrassi. Um, so I really do like and appreciate them, but it felt like a different show. <laughs> so yeah, it if was they like maybe Degrassi College or something. Or, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if they would have done like Degrassi the College Years or something, like a separate show, but... I think that they were really hyper-focused on that. And I think it was actually to kind of transition us, like, OG fans who started watching from season one. Like, I remember when I started watching, it was probably 2003. So it was in season three, and it was still airing. And so by the time I got to season six and seven, I was like, no, my characters are going away. And I think it was their way of weaning us off of those characters and then getting us introduced to, um, to, you know, and actually, you know, I do have a special place in my heart for like the Sav and Holly J class because they're class of 2011 which is my class um so I'm like oh you know I kind of like them but like just having these original classes you know of like of Paige and Alex uh Jimmy and then of course my my dear dear Spinner um who always had a special place in my heart he's so dumb that he's beautiful and wonderful (laughs) um but I just I think that like specifically this relationship and this is something that I kind of told Jen a little bit before we started recording is that 
the lesbian relationships in Degrassi are like chef's kiss. They do a really good job. And I really yes. have some gripes about the gay male relationships because you have Marco who, you know, Paige's brother was kind of leading him on really in the beginning. And then, you know, later, you know, he had this like, oh, I'm going to college, so I don't want to be tied down. And it's like, okay. And then you have, of course, later, um, you have Tristan with his teacher, just like guys. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and also, oh my God, don't get me started on Tristan and Miles. I just, I cannot with them. Not Ugh. a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. So I, you know, I do appreciate that Degrassi, quote unquote, goes there when it comes to gay relationships. And they were doing that really early with Marco and having Elias, his beard and everything. But you, mm -hmm. Marco doesn't really get a, a beautiful paid, like relationship like Paige and Alex do. I mean, of course, it doesn't last, but they do have a couple of episodes where it, they do have that kind of like dating bliss, if you will. Yeah, it makes me really sad for Marco that I didn't like any of his relationships because I love him so much as a character and I loved his friendships. Um, yes, so, he was the best friend in, to yes. everyone. Yes. Um, and then, of course, his, his journey with, with his very Italian parents <laughs> accepting oh, them. Yeah. They do a good job as far as the, uh, the, the parents not accepting them storylines, but they don't stick to just that. They also have other things going on, which I appreciate. Because often, mm -hmm. like, I was afraid they were going to do that with Adam's character, where it's just all about them being trans. But then it it opened up to other storylines. And I really do appreciate that about Degrassi. They don't dwell on that very easy storyline of coming out. Right. Um, but, yeah, do, do you have any more thoughts on Paige and Alex before we go to the next couple? Um, just that I love them. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I know that they 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 had some toxic moments or whatever, but I feel like they in you know their ending was not my favorite in Love Is About the Yeah, <laughs> but I I think that um, yeah they just had a hard time writing them in college to like figure out what to do with them, and I don't know that they necessarily were looking to make couples end game quote unquote at, at that time either. So. Um, yeah. I, I hate that ending for them, but I loved them as a couple. Absolutely. And we do get those like two to three episodes back to back where it's like they, you can just appreciate the Palix. <laughs> right. Um, and also I think it's, it's, it's really classic. They do the same thing with Alex Rivas where they take the, uh, they take the mean girl bitch and they are like, but she's queer, so and now she's nice, and I'm like, dang it! Now I care about them. And like, Paige <laughs> right. was like the the like prime example of that. And then I feel like like Alex Rivas's storyline is only as rich as it is because they kind of had a a, a trial run with Paige. Right. Yeah. Um, I I can only speak to. I've only watched Next Class once, so. I didn't like grow as attached to that class in particular, but um, yeah, she, she was a great character, Zoe. Um, I liked her. Great. Yeah. So, the, so Paige and Alex Palix, if you will, is, uh, was one of the, the um, two that we both had on our top five and the other one also, maybe we've just got a thing for the lesbians. The other yes. one also is Vimogen, Fiona oh, and Imogen. Them. 
just freaking love them. I also now realize after rewatching Degrassi where my thing for girls with dark hair and blue eyes comes from. Hello, Fiona. I mean, she's gorgeous. Please yes. follow, please follow the actor who plays her on Instagram, by the way. And she is a really, really great follow. Um, and she is just oh as gosh. gorgeous as this. She's a blonde now, though. So I'm like, you're pretty, but I don't know. I liked you with the dark hair, but you do you, girl. Annie Clark. Yeah. Um, she, she is amazing. Is gorgeous. And she follows me on Twitter. And I just Oh, like, my God. Girl. That's the dream, Jen. <laughs> you know, right? Dream. I just love her. Oh, my God. I, I really liked the uh, – my favorite thing, I think, about the Femigen storyline is uh, Imogen's issues with her father's dementia and how Fiona yes. – is like really, really trying to be there for her. But then also, I think that like, one thing about that is I have this uh, this picture that I took from a gift where she's like, don't yeah. ever leave, okay? Like, I feel like in the beginning, Fiona really needed Imogen. And then toward oh, the yeah. end of the relationship, Imogen needed Fiona. So yeah. they kind of balanced each other out as far as needing help. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, Fiona, especially in the beginning, she was such a loner at Degrassi. Uh, mm -hmm. She really didn't have anyone except for her brother. And, you know, they had a kind of like slightly like emotionally incestuous relationship, um, which is highlighted when they're back in New York. Uh, and that's yeah. actually my favorite, the Degrassi one, what they go, they go to LA, Vegas, and New York, right? Is, are those the big three, I think? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, right. and I right. think my favorite is the Degrassi goes to the New York. Uh, uh, LA fun. almost beats it, but I think it's because I love Holly J so much. Um, right. Except for I saw on Twitter, though, someone had posted from one episode where Holly J's hair was just whack. <laughs> oh, yeah. One episode where it was like, and you're like super soccer mom vibes. And I'm yes. like, yes, she has soccer the soccer mom, mom poof. <laughs> um, but I love Holly J and Fiona's, like how Fiona was really lost after realizing that Holly J was the only woman she had loved. And, you know, you always fall for the straight girl, classic. Uh, right. But finally, although, we get is she straight? <laughs> I want to, I know, come on, Holly J, don't be boring. <laughs> no, um, there's no way she's straight. Come on, Holly J. Uh, maybe Holly okay. J, like, in her late 20s, early 30s, is going to have, like, a realization that actually she really did love Fiona. Anyway, this oh, is yeah. my hit canon. Um, but we do have this, uh, what I kind of liked about these two is that they were both um, feminine. And you often mm -hmm. see lesbians, when they are portrayed in media, as one being, like, quote-unquote, the butch and the other being the quote-unquote lipstick lesbian. And I really appreciated that Fiona and Imogen are both, like, fashionistas, you know. And it's, right. it's not the classic, like, oh, well, who's the quote-unquote man in this relationship? Because that's so reductive, and it tries to put it in this heteronormative um, kind of organization. And so I really yeah. appreciated that about, about Fimogen. I think what I what I love so much about Fiona's storyline in general is obviously like yeah in season nine especially into the movie we see that codependency with her brother yeah and then and then she decides to break away from her brother a little bit I mean and her New York life move back to Toronto and she is latches on to Holly J in that way a little bit you know and absolutely. That, then once Holly J leaves, she's like, okay, what am I like supposed to do? You know? Um, and I loved that, you know, in 11B and, and into 12, that her finding her footing and becoming kind of like a leader at Degrassi and, um, you know, her friendships with Eli and Fiona. Yes, and then their theater kid and vibes, man. Yeah. And that's yeah. really kind of how she, Imogen started to, you know, take notice of Fiona is they were both, you know, 
Imogen was the actor and then Fiona was the director. So you had this kind yes. of like theater love. Um, and as a yeah. theater kid, I really appreciated that. So yeah. Um, you know, yeah. some I've seen complaints about like Fiona was on Degrassi for too long or whatever. And I like hate that because I think she grew so much and I love her entire arc. There's nothing in there that seems like superfluous to me or like, you know, she didn't need to be around. I don't know. I loved her. I definitely did not feel that. Yeah. Whenever they like make it so that a student is held back a year, if I like that character, I'm like, woo. But then if I don't like them, I'm like, you can just go ahead and right. make them graduate like through summer school or something. But Fiona was definitely, <laughs> definitely one of those where I was like, yes, she has to stay in Degrassi another year. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes. I, I don't know. I really liked that Fiona was there for so long. And I also, something I liked about her is that her mom was like, oh, you're a lesbian. Cool. They didn't do the whole like, oh, their parents kicked them out. Cause like that can't be every single gay kid's experience. You know, some of them are going to have oh, right. parents, you know? And like, yeah. they're from Manhattan. Like they, they set them up as this, like these like rich, but slightly liberal kind of family. Um, right. So I feel like that really, I really liked that a lot. Um, and it was also hilarious to see, like, if you look at Annie Clark's socials, she's super into being from Toronto. So it's hilarious that she plays a New Yorker being in Toronto right. on the show. Uh, but I think she did that, the homesick kind of uh, rich student who just can't wait to get back to New York really well. And then all of a sudden to see it shift where her mom's like, all right, we're going back to New York. And she's like, no, I'm staying here. I really like right. that twist of, like, going from the homesick girl to falling in love with with Canada. Right. Yeah, I love that. And I I think, you know, we saw that Fiona stayed an extra year and they kind of tried to like mirror that a little bit with Imogen and they didn't do as good of a job, I think. Um, because, I mean, Imogen had some great moments in 13 and 14, but I wish they had focused more on her home life and some of her friendships like they did with Fiona in her final season instead Definitely. of like pushing her to Jack and we didn't get that relationship very well developed. Um, so I don't know. I, I just that feel is like the, we and more her and Jack, life. like that's, that's definitely like the worst queer relationship, probably one of yeah. the worst that we see. And, and this is something that I was talking to Jen about. I don't like that. We don't see a poly relationship. It looked like Jack was going to be poly. And then when Imogen said, Oh, you're just scared. And I was like, Oh no, please don't say that. Oh, don't tell me they're going to just fit her back into, into, you know, monogamy. And they did, they did exactly what I didn't want them to do, which was be like, you're right. I was just scared of love. And I'm like, Oh, like I have poly friends and I've seen it work. And it would, that's the one place that, you know, Degrassi, we go there, but that's the one place they did not go is an actual poly relationship that is healthy right. and that everyone is on the same page. You know, you had uh, Zig with Esme and Frankie, and that was just screwed right. up. You know, and then you had yeah, Jack. Yeah, they were all at bad places in their lives. <laughs> exactly. It was just all like, exactly. It was like just a, a like, hey, we're all messed up fest, you know? Right. And because, you know, Frankie had the whole, oh, she's actually racist thing <laughs> storyline, which I actually, one thing about Next Class, I'm not sure, because you said you've only seen it once, Jen, and I have right. as well, but I, it's just, it's much more recent for me. They finally did a lot of like the, Gen Z kind of questions, like the kind of cancel culture and the idea of being woke. Like I was like, that mm -hmm. has, that would be interesting to see in Degrassi because, you know, they don't usually shy away from these questions. And, you know, like in the early seasons, like with Liberty and stuff, we don't see 
too much with racism and like, you know, it's there. And so what they ended up doing with Tiny and what they ended up doing with also before next class, they had uh, Dallas, you know, how he was like, he talked to Connor and was like, dude, we're black. Like this affects our life. Right. Don't you see that? I was like, finally, Degrassi quote unquote went there, but it wasn't until like season 12. So I, you know, I think that next class, like uh, in many ways overcorrected, I think a lot of mm -hmm. the complaints from the later seasons of Degrassi. Um, but that, that is one thing that I did appreciate about the, about next class, uh, is they did kind of go for that. It was more diverse, you know, Degrassi has always been quote unquote diverse for the time. Uh, mm -hmm. but I would say that next class is where you really get that, like, uh, you know, full on the, the white actors are almost in the minority, which I appreciate. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, moving forward, if we, if and when we get a new, sorry, if and when we get a new um, Degrassi reboot, um, I think what we really need to focus on, I say we, like I have any say in it, but yeah. yes, I, uh, call us, um, yeah, <laughs> call us what, whoever the, you know, what is it, who's the name of the, the creator is, or the producer, Jen, is it also Steven Jen? Stone. Oh, okay. Linda, Linda Schuyler. Linda, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know why I was calling her Jen. That's you. No, but they should no. call Jen ever. Call Jen Degrassi. She knows what's up. Yes. But what you need to focus on, Linda and Steven, is hiring <laughs> writers of color for your writer's room because yes, that is really you. where Degrassi is lacking. Very much so. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're trying to show real, as real as you can high school experiences, you want younger and more diverse writers, you know, like old white ladies and old white dudes aren't going to be able to really, I mean, and, and, you know, what's interesting too, is a lot of the reasons I like the earlier seasons is because, you know, you and I were, we were going to high school in the early to mid two thousands. Right. Whereas right. like the next class, it's like, Oh wow. Like I, I got a phone with, internet where you didn't have to oh my god hurry up and exit out of it if you accidentally do it like i didn't get a smartphone until i was 17. <laughs> so i you know there are all I these like, storylines 21. <laughs> so there yeah, i know right so in next class there's all these storylines about social media and i'm just like i don't relate as far as my high school experience um but you know i know right. there are some gen z watchers that would be like oh my god i remember that time like my nude got put up on instagram or something like that so right. it's like oh wow you know but when it's basically when it started getting to like ali's class you know where they have like the sexting and stuff it's like i'm like okay oh well, that's that's my college experience <laughs> um right so so like that's definitely why i am more attached to the earlier seasons but that being said like fiona and imogen and how they kind of were I see their class, you know, same thing with like Sav and Holly J as like the transitional class to, from right. young millennials to Gen Z. Uh, mm -hmm. And I do think that they did a good job setting up for, uh, you know, next class. Um, and, um, you know, they really should not have gone with Netflix, though, because Netflix cancels shows like There's No Tomorrow, uh, especially after such short seasons, such, yeah, 10, 10 episodes, you know, and we're used to like 20. Oh my God, there's one that's like 40 episodes. Isn't like season 12 or 13 is like 40 episodes or something. Like, I mean, come on, <laughs> give us more. You, you just can't like develop a cast that big with such little episodes. You know, there's so many people in the the Degrassi cast. You know, absolutely. Um, and what then? What will happen is you'll have these like B plot characters that all of a sudden come in and are important, and you're like, why do I care about them? Because you didn't have the setup, right? 
Exactly. Because you only have time for the A plots. And that's something that like, you know, you and, and other Degrassi podcasters will talk about like in their breakdown of what, what happened to the episode you're talking about. You're like, okay, the A plot is this and the B plot is this, right? And usually the right. A plot is pretty serious and the B plot, especially if it has JT in it, tends to be right. more like more more lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. And so when you get to next class, you can hardly even develop the A plot. So the whole formula of Degra that Degrassi had depended on since 2001, right, I think was the first year it came out, Next Gen did, it, you know, it's kind of thrown off of balance. And you can right. kind of sense that because of the shorter episodes. So like, don't do Netflix, don't sign on Netflix because they'll cancel your show, even if it's popular, and because they'll only do like 10 season, or 10 episode seasons because they want to save money. So <laughs> it's like, Sign with and Amazon you know or something or like Disney on, Plus. <laughs> on Twitter and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I've noticed on like Twitter and everything is, you know, I what like when we're recommending the show to someone, I'd be like, okay, millennials start at season one, you know, zillennials or whatever, you know, in between. You start at season 10 and then Gen Z start at next class. But I noticed on like Twitter and everything is that Gen Z tends to like the the original generation better. And I think it's mostly just because those characters are better developed. I think so too. I mean, You're the, so the right. next class characters were great, but you know, the, the teenagers right now, they like, um, you know, my generation, <laughs> the Drake generation best. Yeah, so, that's a great point. It's crazy to think And about. I think a lot of it is what you were going what, back to going what you were saying earlier, Jen, about like, we see the home life of the earlier classes. And what I didn't like about next class is like you hardly, they were only at school that you really saw them. And like, other than really right. Alex, maybe and her mom, you don't really see their home life. And it's like, okay, how and am the I supposed to, yeah. yes, and the Hollingsworths, of course, because like they got the big mansion, they have all the parties there. But like, what is, J what is JT without his grandmother freaking out when he got JT, or when he got, uh, pardon me, when he got Liberty pregnant, right? Like seeing those, oh, those yeah. parents and guardians like reacting to the drama is what made Degrassi mm -hmm. so interesting to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since I mentioned JT and Liberty, let's go ahead and talk about something that made Jeopardy. your list that almost made my list. I it, it was really, I almost put Jeopardy on my list, and I'm glad you did because I want to talk about them so badly. They uh, have, I, it's the class, I know, and it's the classic, like, she liked him for years, and then he ignored mm -hmm. her, and all of a sudden, like, she, it's puberty hits, and she has a glow up, and he's like, ooh, who this girl? Um, so, yeah, JT and Liberty, my gosh, I, they, I mean, they're part of the OG, and, oh, yeah. you know, I, Liberty was this overachiever, and JT was the class clown, so, I mean, talk about perfect, like, you know, opposites attract. <laughs> so I think part of what I love about Jeopardy so much is that I relate to Liberty in a, in a big way. And I feel like that like sort of wish fulfillment of, you know, loving a guy for so long and then finally noticing you is something that I related to so hard in high school. And it's kind of just like gone for a while. Um, I mean, now things are different but um, I still have such a big soft spot for them and just love them <laughs> I uh, I really really loved their relationship and the build-up to it was you know 
it's such a big payoff four seasons later, I feel Absolutely. like. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> yes. And also the, like, where they kind of, they're actually quote unquote getting together is kind of over the summer. So we see the next season and all of a sudden they're like in right. the hot tub, like totally dating. And you're like, Oh, it happened. It really happened. And then, you know, the dad, I love Liberty's parents. Cause there's these like high powered lawyers who want her to achieve everything. And so <laughs> they're like, they don't want her to be with someone like JD. He's not going, they see it as like, he wants to be a stand up comic. Like he's not going anywhere uh, future wise. Yeah. So the like the heart attack that it gives her parents, I think, is probably one of the best parts about it. Yeah, I think the whole opposites attract thing was also a big part of why I loved them with JT being the funny laid back, like, you know, person and Liberty being the, the slightly more uptight, you know, type <laughs> yeah. A type of person. I loved it. I loved their dynamic so much. And I just thought that they were cool. And you know, the sad JD and Liberty is that we didn't get to see a ton of with them. Almost as soon as their relationship began, we had this drama baby and, um, you know, obviously leading into the tragedy that was JT's death. Um, so it's just, uh, I wish we had gotten more happy Jibberty. Yes, <laughs> but definitely. definitely. I love their relationship so much. And I like how Danny then comes in and like one of my, so I actually, one of, so this was what I ended up picking as a topic for this episode, but I would love to have you back on to talk about Degrassi fights because Danny's yes. fight with like, you got my sister pregnant. Like that is one of my favorite fights in the whole world. We might have to oh do top God. 10, frankly, for Degrassi fights because there are so many of them. Or we could just do like top five, like fights at Degrassi parties or dances alone as its own category. Yes. Um, but I love how Danny gets I could, like, I could detective. I could give a monologue on the Paige and Manny fight. <laughs> so oh, God, I will come yes. back for that. <laughs> yes, please do. I would love, that's one of my favorite aspects of it is like the fights. And then, you know, like one of the reasons that I like the earlier seasons too is that it doesn't have that, like one of the most awkward seasons are when they're wearing uniforms and like there's this crackdown at Degrassi. Oh, yeah. I'm just like not, I'm not yeah. a fan. Like I get why it happened, but I'm, I just, I, I didn't see, like, the, the the so what for me was never answered because then, like, a couple seasons later, like, they, they took down all the security and everything. So it's like, okay, then what, why did they do this? Was this just, like, supposed to be the dark times of Degrassi or something like that? Right. Um, but, just like, what I know. Just a correction. Yeah, that's the thing is that, like, you know, you have, like, you know, going back to Jay-Z and Liberty, like, they got pregnant in high school. Like, every season has the drama. So why all of a sudden was it, like, this is too much, you know, Simpsons bringing down the hammer in season whatever, 10 or 11, whatever it was. Right. I, just, yeah, I was the, like, really? The, now is too much? <laughs> the the events of the, yeah, Vegas dance that, like, led to the thing, I was like, so much worse shit has happened. After I was like, Jay-Z got stabbed! <laughs> Like, what? He got stabbed. Jimmy got shot. There was a gonorrhea outbreak. You know, yeah. there was so much. <laughs> Seriously, there was like, you know, like Jimmy talking to like that was going to happen. It should have happened in season four, I feel like. <laughs> Seriously. And then you've got like 
bullying and like bullying the teacher, like how, you know, Jemmy and Spinner bullied Quan when her husband was going through chemo. Like, come on, like now all of a sudden it's too much. I just, I, I never quite got that. Um, but JT and Liberty, I think really, you're so right that we did not get enough happy times with them though. That is definitely my main right. gripe about uh, Jeopardy for sure. You know, us, us Jibbery fans, we've learned to like look for them in the background of shows <laughs> because, yeah. the, you know, what I love also about the early seasons is even if like your, your favorite character wasn't like a part of the A or B plot, sometimes you see them in the background and I loved that. So, you know, you could see in Bark at the Moon, especially like JT and Liberty are just like chilling in the background at this dance while Manny is dancing, you know, that, that cringy scene oh god and, um, <laughs> so bad <laughs> so they're not in the a or the b plot but they're there at the dance and you know it's just fun to see see them in the background just having fun <laughs> yes totally um and i also think that like the thing about jibberty is that like they're kind of a the way i see it is they're they're working off a template of like a tragic love story because right when right, right when uh you know JT is like, I still love Liberty. It's like, stabby, stab, stab. And it's like, no! So close! <laughs> I gotta tell you that JT's death, I stopped watching Degrassi for months. I took a break too. <laughs> After that. I couldn't take it. <laughs> I, I was know. like, oh, why would you kill JT off? Because he was like one of my favorite characters then. Now my list has changed a little bit, but I loved him so much then as a teenager. And I was just so sad about it. Um, you know, it, it took me a while to get back into the grassy <laughs> from that point. <laughs> yeah, I remember letting like a couple of episodes accumulate after that and then having to like right. look ahead for when there was a marathon on Teen Nick or whatever so that I could catch up. Exactly. But I was like, I can't, I can't. You did this. And they, I remember them having um, previews and like we knew something was going to happen because it showed like JT like getting in a confrontation with the people and like what the like the most the saddest thing about it too is that he got basically in debt with them because he was trying to support Liberty and what he thought was going to be their family so it's yeah. also like it's tragic as to like why he you know was stabbed too right I think that no death has affected me. No fictional death has affected me as much as JT and none has since really. Like, they really hit me right in the teen years, um, you know, with that sadness. <laughs> yeah, every time, like, I tell someone to watch Degrassi and they actually listen to me after I've told them 50 times because they're like, it's so many seasons. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, watch and just just go to get to season three and then do not and then tell me you're not addicted. Um, and like, right. they're always like, I love JT. And I'm like, I'm just like holding my tug. I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't tell them is, if I don't spoil it. So, so I... So I host this podcast with, you know, people who have not seen Degrassi before. And so, um, you know, that is one of the two, like, major spoilers that I do not want them to find out. And I, am like, feel a little evil keeping it from them. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she, Lisa loves JP. He's, like, her favorite character. So she's going to be devastated. No, and, Lisa. Um, I know. It's going to be so sad. And she's going to like not speak to me. 
Well, what's the other one then? Now I'm curious. What's the second one that you're like? The you don't other want big spoiler, especially for her, because she is a huge Sema fan. I don't want her to find out about Spema, the Spinner and Emma. Oh yeah, <laughs> I. So. You know, I was hoping this would come up because how rushed did that feel, though, <laughs> Jen? Yeah, like. All of a sudden, it was like, we're getting married. And, like, I, I get it. Like, there are people out there that have gotten married after two months and stuff. But I just really mm -hmm. was like, hey, we're both staying in Toronto and not going off to college. Guess we'll marry each other. And I just yeah. think I, it, it, it would have made sense if there would have been more buildup. I don't think they're necessarily incompatible. But they're like, oh, right. that? but they never like directly really interacted, which is why whenever they like tried to do this, like, look, we have all this history. They're like, oh, remember that one time I did your organic health food thing in season and one or something? Got boners. <laughs> and got a boner. And it's like, really? That's that's all you got? Maybe this doesn't right. make sense then, writers. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So actually, while we're on the subject of Spinner, let's talk about something that made my list but did not make yours, which was, I don't know, would you call it? J Jenner or or Spain? I don't know. Jen no, Jane Spinner, Spain. Yeah. All right. Um. I. So actually, I'm curious why they didn't make your list. Is it because she cheated on him? No, honestly, I I do like Spinner and Jane, and I thought they were great for the time. Um, my favorite Spinner relationship actually was Spinner and Darcy. <laughs> Mine too, them. even though they had, he had to like go all Christian for it. Right. And then all know, of a sudden just, Darcy was, was like, but about... wait, I want to be like loose now. And it's like, you just made him a Christian. <laughs> now you're right. like, but now I want us to be crazy. Like pick a, pick a lane, Darcy. <laughs> I think it's probably because I love Spinner's redemption arc so much and Darcy was a huge part of that that I like feel attached to them. That's um, definitely so, like, a good point. In season five. Um, so yeah, I liked Spinner and Jane, um, but they just were not like a standout for me. Um, and I, I don't know, now that I have um, become friends with people on Twitter and stuff, um, one of my good friends on Twitter, her name's Lex, um, and her, her, uh, name is Spinner's Emma on Twitter. Um, I have grown to appreciate Spema a lot more recently. Um, so yeah, I, I, I liked Spinner and Jane definitely, but yeah, not a, not a standout for me. I think the reason maybe that it was a standout for me was because that was the first relationship where I think Spinner was, was like a hundred percent percent supportive um yeah you know like when he was with Paige I mean that was his first relationship and he was just obsessed with keeping her right right and then you know with uh Darcy it was like he was just obsessed with with making sure that Darcy thought he was good enough but with Jane like especially when he was uh graduated and working at the dot and she was still going to school and she was applying to university like the way that he was so supportive of her I think was like you can see it as a practice run for when he marries Emma and is supportive of her. Right. Like right. I just kind of found it like, okay, this is like this, like, you know, what, now that he's with Emma, you know, that's obviously the most important relationship in his life. But I would say if you picked any other relationship where he grew the most, it would be with Jane. Um, yeah. And I, and I really think that the reason they didn't work a lot of it, well, there are multiple reasons, but one of it is that, you know, Jane was wanting to go off and do her own thing. And that's why I think then Spinner and Emma got together because what I liked about Emma's storyline is that 
she was the, the, the one that you thought other than Liberty was like the most likely to succeed in college. And then you see Liberty mm -hmm. killing it. And then Emma just totally like having such a hard time. Um, and I will say this though, as someone who has dyscalculia, I kind of hate that they gave Liberty dyscalculia and then just dropped that like a hot potato. And it was like, now she's good at school again. Oh yeah. And I'm like, no, that's a lifelong struggle. I still cannot do basic math. Um, so I, I like that, that you had Emma who was like, oh, of course she's going to kill it at banting. And then, and then she has all this pressure and she drops out uh, and then, you know, gets with Spinner and, you know, it can, at first it looked like settling when I first saw it, but then I realized it's really more that Emma had been told that this is what she needs for herself, what she should be doing. But at the same time, just because, you know, her spike gave her all of the opportunities possible but that doesn't mean that she's gonna be college material just because you hope and wish and and push her to be a, a college girl you know right and, and i think and jane honestly, i feel like was that college girl but you, she was like you didn't expect her to be kind of like with alex when she was like killing it academically in her last year you're like go girl go <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i think honestly with with emma she was so into the idea of creating a family for herself because it was just her and bike for all those years. Um, and she didn't really know her dad. I think that that pushed her to wanting to settle down a little earlier in life than some of her peers. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, now I can appreciate Spinner and Emma a lot more. Um, I'm curious as a Spain shipper, <laughs> um, how you feel about the fact that he got married in a matter of weeks after they broke up. I mean, I feel like it was a little disrespectful, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that they tried to reconcile that with the scene in the tent where he's getting ready and then Manny comes in and is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's one right. of my favorite, talking about fights, that's probably in my top five, actually actually, yeah. even though it was not really a fight. It was just like one slap thrown kind of, uh, maybe a push. Right. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great idea. That or That's a great question, Jen, because I really liked them together and I needed time to mourn the death of their right. relationship. And the show did not let me have that. The fact and that it not, happens in the same movie. <laughs> right. And it's like, and they had time later, like we do see Spinner even in next, and Emma in next class. So it's like, you had time right. to do that. But I liked that in next class, they were talking about buying a house and they don't mention kids. So in my opinion, they're like kind of doing it, what you could consider quote unquote, the right way. They're trying to settle first and then, you know, get the nest ready for the eggs, if you will. Right. Um, and so I do like that, that, I like them much better after literally the five seconds that they get in next class, just because it shows Spinner talking to, you know, Snake. So now his father-in-law, right? Um, but yeah, it, it, I really, I hated Spimma for so long just because I was such a Spain, uh, you know, right. shipper. And so I think that like, just one episode, Degrassi, one episode where he's single. <laughs> That's really all I needed. I didn't need a that morning, morning period. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, because like they, they had set it up so much. He was ready to marry her and everything. And they even, did they get engaged or almost engaged? I can't remember. Almost. I think, didn't they like matching tattoos or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, as close, as, as close for Jane as you can get because she is. And he was like ready to follow her to California. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were, the fact yeah. that he was willing to follow her, I think is another reason that I'm a Spain fan because he, he was obsessed with Paige in an unhealthy way and he was he was also like uh really into darcy wrecking that it, it was like he was a it's like darcy was you know how 
you're like, oh, be the person your dog thinks you are. Like, that's how it was with Darcy. It's like, I want to be the band she thinks I am. But then with Jane, I felt like it was just like they really worked. And he he was willing to follow her to, a you know, to, um, to college. And I just thought, like, that's really sweet. And I really wanted it to work out. But at the same time, I am slowly accepting what, you know, the canon of Spema. Um, and I think it's because I, I have gotten over that initial shock. Like definitely the first time I watched it, like, like we said out after JT that you stopped watching after Spinna, right. I actually also took a break. Those are the two times I can remember taking a break. And oh, me too, honestly. <laughs> and I was just... takes Manhattan was a lot to process. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Um, and so it, it was just too much. Um, like I, I can't believe that I was on board for Jay and Manny getting together more than for Spinner and Emma. Like that doesn't make any sense. But it's because yeah. I was so into Jane. But at the same time, look, she she done did him dirty by getting with Declan and Declan's cute, but like, I don't think he's worth losing such a great guy over, you know? Oh yeah. So you know I was like, is Manny encouraged her to cheat with Declan right? and then she gets mad. <laughs> like, <I know. laughs> that was so strange to me. They should not have had Manny be the one who encouraged her to like, cheat look, with Manny was, cheat, know. you know, and we're, we're, don't worry, dear listeners, we're getting to Manny and Craig. That is on our list. Oh, um, <laughs> We'll talk, we'll talk next. Don't worry. Uh, but uh, they, yeah, she was cheated on. So why would she, or it was also kind of a part of a cheating, like, triangle thing with Ashley and right. Craig. Why would she then encourage that when she knows, like, the hurt that that causes? Right. It did not make sense at all. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not a fan. Um, but enough about Spain, because I'm just, I'm pretty much just going to, I don't want to, everyone's going to think that I really hate Spema that much. And it's, it's just because I, the wounds were fresh. They did not have time oh, yeah. to heal. Um, just so put let's, salt in the wound right away. Just salt in the wound. So let's talk about uh, a couple that was on your list, but not mine, which was yes. Craig and Manny. And I have this oh, yeah. picture of them from like seventh and eighth grade. Very controversial, actually. I am excited <laughs> to hear what you have to say because I was really into them the first watch. And mm-hmm. when it was airing, and then, like, of course, by the time when Craig was like, oh, I want to be with you, but JK, I'm really with Ashley, I was like, all right, Craig, you can just go, right. go, like, suck a whole bag. Because, like, I cannot with you right now. Um, but I will <laughs> say, my one of my favorite episodes, Jen, is their first date episode, where it oh, shows yeah. the different POVs, where he's like, this oh, this was the worst date ever. And she was like, oh my God, it was amazing. And the meta commentary of him saying she's like my sister when they are actually sisters. Uh, If you don't know, dear (laughs) listeners, um, Alex Steele uh, and uh, Cassie Steele are sisters. So (laughs) it's like, ah, that's actually a great meta commentary on Degrassi. And they they have that all the time too. And I don't know, have you ever seen Instant Star Gen? That was also made by the- so they actually have a ref- Degrassi references in there. And one of them is like, one guy is wearing a hat and he's like, oh, what are you, Joey Jeremiah? And I was like, ah! Oh my God. <laughs> I haven't watched that in forever either, but I I rewatched it a month ago because I found it on YouTube and I had completely forgotten it existed. I remember I was like, okay, there was this girl and she was kind of goth and she sung. And I remembered the songs too. Like, and it's not an Amy Blackfire episode if I don't break out singing, but uh, it's like, yeah. I want to live like music. Like I remembered all oh these God. like songs. <laughs> Instant Star. I, I still know all the songs. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you yeah, know, I, I actually I followed like, her exactly. career a little bit. 
I've followed oh, me her too. career a little bit, Alex Johnson, and her music, like Post and Sunstar, is still also really good. So, like, I really awesome. enjoy her. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely check it out more. Like, I just, I, I've, I have a lot of the songs from Instant Star downloaded, but I didn't really yes. check out her beyond that. Um, but anyway, I just like that there's like these these meta commentaries within the show and across right. shows, and like that's oh, yeah. definitely one of them. When Manny, when when Craig was like, "Manny, act like my little sister," and he's well, also isn't that kind of the impetus? Then like that's kind of what encourages the, in my opinion, the most iconic scene, which is the thong scene, where she's like, "I'll never be yes. seen as young again." Ah, oh, Manny. Yes. So, a uh, little peek behind the curtain. I mean, we just released our You Got the Look episode. And um, so far, the episodes are not released, but we have watched um, Up Until Against All Odds. And we just talked about that one. Um, so, Yay. we are at the very beginning of the Crush Annie triangle. And it's, oh my gosh. Uh, Manny's I transformation in these seasons is, is legendary. I don't think... I, I mean, and you've talked about this on, I think, on your podcast too, Jen, which is that, like, you do any, like, any uh, poll or anything, Manny is always, like, number one for the fans. Oh, like, for she sure. is the favorite. She is the darling. Fandom wide, she is the darling of Degrassi, yes. Yeah. And so, because of that, it's like you watch these and you're like, dude, Craig, like, you're missing out on the best woman at Degrassi. Right. Like, why would you do this to yourself? And then the way that, you know, and, and, uh, the, the abortion episode with her actually didn't even air in America. You had to, no. like, I actually watched on I, my parents luckily at that point had gotten beyond basic cable. So I was able to watch it on the higher channels where it's like, well, if you're paying for the subscription, then we can show you. Right. Uh, and oh, so wow. I was just yeah. in the dark. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I, I actually was talking to a friend about this and she, she has only seen really the first seven episodes, but she was watching along with us like when it was airing and she was like, I had to like download it off of LimeWire, <laughs> like a or bit tour. Oh, and I was God. like, dang, that was a long time ago. But, like, yeah, she had to, like, download it illegally <laughs> in order to watch it. I don't it. know if it was just, like, I didn't have anyone to talk to about Degrassi. I feel like no one in my, like, circle back then was watching Degrassi except for me and my cousin. And we didn't, like, know very many people who were also watching it. Um, so I was just, like, super in the dark about that whole plot point and it wasn't until I think season five that they aired it in the US and it was like some kind of countdown like you know um the cast's favorite episodes or whatever and Cassie picked that one and that's like how wow. it got aired in America that's crazy um, <laughs> it was so like crazy and there are some like you know the, the characters like allude to this pregnancy um uh and abortion like in later episodes yeah. and they just like went right over my head yeah because i think <laughs> I was there like, was oh, a that comment was weird. by, there was a comment by darcy I, I think to manny about someone yeah. getting pregnant she's like how could they do that and then manny said something like you know people make mistakes or something and if you hadn't seen that episode you'd be like what do you know manny <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah well, she, she had gone through it yeah, in season four, um, in I believe it was in secret, um, when Emma and Manny are having that fight about um, Emma with Jay and the whole gonorrhea thing. <laughs> um, she, she's like, oh, it's not real, se real sex. I'm not getting pregnant. And Manny goes, oh, why are you trying to hurt me? Um, oh, that yeah. line went over my head. And I was like, oh, uh, like, was Manny pregnant at some point? Like, I did, I did not catch it the first time. 
That's also one of the best gifts from Degrassi is why you're trying to hurt me. And then also oh, you're yeah. just jealous. Those are like the top like Manny gifts. Manny's catchphrase. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, while we're on the topic of Manny Jin, have you noticed where they like made cuckoo bananas? Her like, oh, yeah. like phrase for like two seasons and all of a sudden it's like she forgot it or something. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? It was only like what two seasons and all of a sudden she's not saying it anymore. I'm like, if you're going to make it her catchphrase, then stick with it, Degrassi. I think that what they wanted to change her personality a little bit more post-season post four and not have her be, like, the alpha bitch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, they wanted her to be a little softer in season five moving on, which I can appreciate. Um, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, she just kind of, like, in the beginning, she was Emma's best friend, and, and it didn't seem to have her own storyline. And then I think they overcorrected and gave her too many storylines to where she was, like everywhere in anything and also kind of getting on Paige's level of bitching of being bitchy oh, yeah. so it's like okay when they dialed it back I was like thank you um yeah. and like like the phase where she has bangs like not my favorite hairstyle of hers especially when she has the layers that look a little choppy but that's like the, oh, yeah. that's like She's the fully back. developed Manny though <laughs> yeah so let me talk about why I like cranny <laughs> um, so Season three, obviously bad. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, the chemistry was a hundred out of 10, but the <laughs> actions and poor Manny, like changing so much of, about herself to like, you know, be with Craig um, was bad. And I can fully appreciate why people hate them <laughs> and hate this relationship, hate Craig, whatever. Um, but honestly, going back to see or going forward into season five is really when I like them. <laughs> I feel like they have matured a lot more. Um, Manny doesn't care quite as much about like what he thinks of her um, because she's gone through, you know, so much. Um, and I think yeah, that and I think Craig becoming was a an little actor bit more also gave her some, yeah. like some confidence. confidence that she didn't have, especially the, exactly. you know, what your podcast is named after the Jay and silent Bob go Canadian a after that, yes. she was like, Hey, I'm talented and I could like go all the way. I could go to theater school and everything. Yeah. And I think that they were very supportive of each other's yeah artistic pursuits. Like she was very supportive of him as a musician. He was supportive of her as an actress and I liked that. And um, so season five cranny is what has my heart really. And um, what it feels like to be a ghost. It was a personal victimization against me. So <laughs> it was <laughs> just episode for you. where Craig comes back and does coke. <laughs> yes. Yes. So bad. Yeah. And then, and then Ashley finds it right. And he's like, Oh, it's Manny's. It's like, dang it. Oh, Ellie. Ellie finds it. Or, Oh, yeah. yes, Ellie. Fine. Oh, God. And okay, let me just say this right now. Ellie is the most judgmental, and I've never understood that. Like, she's this, like, oh, I'm super, like, uh, goth and everything, and I'm super counterculture, and my mom's an alcoholic. And then she goes around judging everyone. I've never understood that about Ellie's character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that I, always felt I off to me. Yeah. I think that um, I am definitely okay with Cranny not being, again, quote unquote end game. I think that's very realistic. Like yes. it's you know, I, I don't care that she got with Jay later. Like that's cool. Whatever. Um but I didn't like the ending. I kind of wish they had broken up because of distance or something. You know, I feel like that would have been more 
oh, like better to me and also like set Craig off in a better light. Um, yeah. Which I, I, I can appreciate why people hate Craig. He's done plenty of things that deserve being hated for. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah, wish Yeah, and that I think they tried had... to make us feel for him by him having bipolar right. disorder. But, you know, I have friends with bipolar disorder, and they always say it's a reason but not an excuse. Right. So yeah. I just hate when they're like, oh, but he's bipolar. It's like, yeah, people can function and have bipolar disorder. Right. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. I just wish he had gotten a better send off. Um, yeah, I mean, he was their first like kind of like interrogation of mental health though, and I think they got better with right. that, um, especially yeah, with definitely. Ellie's storyline. Uh, but and also of course uh, Adam's storyline when yeah. Adam has to be oh, Adam for a while. Yeah, and Eli yeah. of course definitely. Oh my god, Eli's right. probably the best like uh, as far as uh, interrogating like mental health and growing up in high school and all of that. Yeah, his season 11 storyline was really, really good. Really well done. I liked that arc a lot for him. Yeah, and one but of yeah, my factoids about Degrassi is that he's named after uh, Ellie. Like, he's just the yeah. male version of Ellie's character. They're like, we need another goth. He's the, uh, Ellie. <laughs> Eli. Okay, we he's got the, it. He's <laughs> um, the Crelly love child. Yeah, he's like an amalgamation <laughs> of Craig and Ellie. Uh, he totally is. He totally is. Yeah. Like, the way that he is with writing is like how Craig was with music. Like, whenever he got manic, right. he would like, you know, pick up his guitar. Same thing with Eli. He would like write crazy crap or... You know, yeah. like change the ending last minute of the play. The love you know? roulette, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I will say Romeo yeah. and Jules is my favorite Dragassi play, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that one, too. I also really liked Dracula. Um, those are my top two, Romeo and Jules and Dracula. I also did, while we're on the on the topic for just a second of Romeo and Jules, want to say uh, rest in peace to the actor that played Dave. He did pass away, yeah. um, I believe, so either, I believe 2020, last year, I believe. Uh, yeah, when I saw no, it was the just social, a couple of months ago. Just a right? couple months ago. Yeah, I think you're right. When I saw the socials of all, because I follow all the Degrassi actors, when they're like, RIP Jamal, I'm like, ah, Why? Like, that's yeah. when I feel like I'm, we're definitely grown up, when, like, the people we grew up watching on TV are, like, passing away or, like, getting on their second marriage or something. It's like, oh, we're getting older. Um, right. But, yeah, that was – so I did want to say that, that, like, I always liked Dave's – actually, one of the couples that almost made my top five was Allie and Dave. I actually really did like them as a couple. I do, too. Yeah. I um, – yeah, not in my top – I don't know – how where they rank but not in my top five or anything but i did like them <laughs> they probably make my top 10 i would say yeah um especially whenever ali was like uh basically on on pills and she, they're broken up and she's like seeing him judging her in her bed it's like dang ali <laughs> get a grip <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah cranny I, I, okay, I do, I do like, I think you've made a good case for them, actually. This is the first time where I'm like, hmm, maybe, you know, season five, I don't know. <laughs> like, starting to kind of, I'm kind of come to your side. And I think yet. that, I think that they, um, yeah, the, the season three <laughs> was bad, but I feel like I also, what I appreciate about their relationship is how much it ca caused Manny growth, um, and, you know, without that relationship, who would Manny be? I don't know. You know, I feel yeah. like it was an integral to her character development. So, yeah, I think that she realized, like, you need to get with a guy who's obviously all about you and isn't like you're she right. was like 
she was the third and she was the like second choice, you know, and she realized like, I'm never going to be anyone's second choice again. Right. Yeah. Love that um, for her. So uh, any last cranny thoughts? <laughs> um, no, I, I am starting to appreciate Janny a lot more um, lately. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was yeah. just bitter about the, the ending of cranny for a while, but yes. I, I, <laughs> totally. I can appreciate her relationship with Jay. And I, I definitely appreciate that she didn't end up with Craig because uh, I don't know. It just makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. And I also like that it started out of like, I'm going to be with you to like piss off my parents. And then the parents are like, we love this guy. And she's like, no, that's not what was supposed to happen. <laughs> right. That was really great. Where Jay was like the guy from the wrong side of the tracks. But then the dad was like, Oh, I like a guy that works with his hands. And she's like, this is not what you've been telling me my whole life. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I thought they really backfired, and I really love that about it. Um, okay, yeah. so that was one of your couples, Crady. So let's do one of my couples, uh, and that is Adam and Becky. I I think that – actually, I don't know if you knew this factoid, Jen. Did you know that the girl that played Esme Song originally wanted – originally auditioned for Becky Baker? Did you know that? Really? I did yeah. not know that. I What, what a – like what a weird AU that would have been for, for like. The... I'm so glad that she plays Esme though because she knocked <laughs> yeah. that out of the park. She Chelsea was Clark so was so great at Esme. At so yeah. good at Esme, uh, uh, and that and also the third person with the last name Clark to play in Degrassi. So I looked up a bunch oh, really? of factoids before this. If you haven't noticed, yeah, we had Annie Clark, and then the guy who plays Sean also has the last name Clark. Oh, Daniel um, Clark, yeah, yeah, Daniel Clark. So yes, yeah, she was the third uh, Clark. A very common name, apparently, in Canada. Um, but right. so Adam and Becky, I think probably the reason that they made my top five is because of this scene where the dad is like, no, you should totally invite over your boyfriend. And then she invites him over. And then he's like, hey, you're confused. Oh. Here's a pamphlet about Christianity. So heartbreaking. <laughs> it's like, ooh, heartbreaking. And the fact that she went to this, like, week camp, to, uh, a camp that lasted a week that was supposed to, like, reprogram her to not like right. Adam and then she comes back and I'm like great I, I freaking hate Becky she's the worst and then she comes yeah. back and she's like Adam I still love you and they were wrong and you're a boy because I like boys so if I'm attracted to you that means you're a boy and I was like oh <laughs> I bawl every time they get back together I I really really wanted them to work out and it's really sad the way that it ended with Adam I would say JT's death definitely is like number one but mm -hmm. I would say Adam's like number two for me. Like I well, the it, thing about Adam is I feel like that not only was it devastating, but also disrespectful. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like disrespectful to his legacy and the episodes after it. It was like almost like they forgot about him. Like they never talk about him really. I don't know. It was just upsetting. yeah. Like there's Drew. I think mentions it a couple times because Drew kind of right. goes off the rails a little bit because Adam was really his like moral compass. Right. Um, but I will say that, like, they do have that scene at graduation where they have the yeah. video of Adam and then Becky cries. And so, like, they did. But you're, you are right, though, that, like, it, they didn't quite do it as far as, like, uh, you know, really remembering Adam and all of that. So I feel like they could have done a little bit better with that um, for sure. But I, I think that the at the same time, though, you know, when he did die – I was so mad at Becky because I was like, why are you posting this picture of you in a bikini with this guy holding you up who's all, like, muscly? Like, of course Adam is going to think something's going on. And she didn't yeah. really do a good job of, of comforting him. 
and saying, yeah. you know, she's just like, oh, don't be, don't be crazy. You're paranoid. No, that is not how you comfort some of your lovers saying that, you know, yeah. you're the only one you say you're the only one for me. There's nothing going on. I'll stop posting these pictures. But instead Adam is like, or pardon me, Becky is like, this is your problem. And I'm like, no, honey, no, that's not, you know, like, I don't think Adam was being like crazy jealous for no reason. Like, I think that he had a reason to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I think a big part of Becky and Adam's relationship and why they wrote it that way was as a big, like, fuck you to some of the very conservative Christians who were writing in uh, about yes. Adam as a character and saying, yeah. you know, awful, terrible things about him. And um, so I can appreciate why they did it. But I also, in the back of my mind, kind of wanted better for Adam um, than that storyline. Um, I really wanted him to be with someone who loved and appreciated him like from the start um, for, for all that he is. Um, you know, we got s such that heartbreaking story with Fiona and Adam yeah. and um, that was so hard to watch. And, you know, we got a couple fake outs, like he almost dated Katie. Um, yes. And who else did he almost date? Um, oh, my God. Like it's blanking. like, it's a really long list, unfortunately. Right. Um, Imogen, yeah. they made out. Oh, yeah. I Imogen. I, that is one of my number one, like, in a different, you know, universe. Yes. Um, yes. Another thing I want to talk about on this episode is, like, what sh who should have been. And I think Imogen and Adam yes. should have been. And Imogen, actually, I think she's pansexual. She seems to, like, she said right. that, like, I like people. Um, and so mm -hmm. like, she would have been perfect for him. And like, they almost made it in. Uh, did she ever, do you remember her ever telling Becky that they made out? No. Did she just like <laughs> take that to the grave. <laughs> yeah. I think I understand why she didn't because it would just do more harm than good. Like, yeah. You know. she, Cause I remember there's that really heartbreaking <laughs> scene where Becky asked Imogen, like, what did he say? Like, what did he last say to you before he died? Cause you were the last person to talk to him. And she was like, he was really missing you. And he said he loved you. I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like my yeah. eyes out. I cannot with that. Um, yeah. I, I just think that like Becky, I think the reason that I was interested in her character is because she, I, I originally wanted to dislike her just because she is this like fundamentalist Christian and like almost, almost worse than Darcy in some ways, because Darcy did right. have like a, I don't know, a more like risque phase where she was like doing those sexy pictures posting online, you know, um, mm -hmm. so, and Becky didn't quite get that, but she did get this, like, oh, actually, I need to be more open-minded about things, uh, kind of phase, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Claire was the more, like, honestly, progressive of the Christian portrayals. Um, yeah. Actually, what's interesting about Claire, Adam right away. Yeah. What's interesting about Claire is I almost forgot she was Christian while watching. Right. She doesn't bring it up all the time like Darcy and Becky do. And I appreciate right. that because a lot of the growing up, I had a lot of Christian friends who like, they would be like, oh, at, at church yesterday, blah, blah, blah. And that's the only way I knew they were Christian. Like they didn't throw it in your face or anything. Uh, yeah. So I kind of appreciate that about Claire's character. Like she does, especially with Allie, get judgmental, but then Allie just smacks that on down. Just like, I, you know, obviously Claire and Allie are kind of the fill-ins for Emma and Manny. And you see that kind of dynamic right. of one being more judgmental and the other being like, look, I'm going to live my life. So get over it. Um, yeah. You know, like Emma was, was 
you know, ju of course, judgmental about abortion, um, especially about her mom getting an abortion, which I guess I could see because she could have technically not been here because of that, because Spike was in, in high school. Um, yeah. But I think that, like, Emma, she has such compassion for the world, and sometimes it's hard for her to have compassion for, like, on a micro level. Um, and I kind of right. see that also about Claire. She has this, like, kind of compassion for everyone. Um, and then it's really Allie that kind of brings her down to earth. So I feel like right. Adam did that for Becky. He kind of brought her down to yeah. earth and was like, hey, not everyone's perfect. And you know what? You're going to make mistakes. And you're and when you do that, you're going to hope that people still love you. So why don't you love people even when they make mistakes? Um, right. It's like, be the change you want to see in the world, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted a really happy, healthy relationship for him after he went through all that pain. And, you, you know, we got glimpses of that with Becky and Adam, but then, like, I don't know. It, he, he was never happy, really. And it was so sad to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then didn't uh, Drew and, am I remembering this right, didn't Drew and Becky also then get together oh, yeah. later? And I was like, Yeah, Drew. disrespectful. Drew! <laughs> Which we'll get yeah. to Drew here in a second, because I did pick, I debated whether or not to pick Drew and Bianca, but I did. Uh, so we can, uh, We would you like to talk about Drew and Bianca next, or do you want to talk about JD next? Either one, whatever you want. Let's go ahead and do JD. So this is this was on yes. your list. Uh, J oh, uh, my yes, list. Katie and Jake. Um, they also They're are just really good looking. <laughs> like they would be yeah. beautiful children. Uh, and I also saw her as a blonde in Next Class, and I was like, no, oh, yeah. no, this is this is Katie. The the, the dark hair with the bangs, where she goes like slightly goth. Like that's Katie. Yeah. That's it. I, I think there's something I to be said about this. how Chloe Rose looks good in every hair color. Like oh she's my God. Just it's got a gorgeous face, not you know? fair. <laughs> not right? fair. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that what I, like, if I could, like, maybe one of the, the parts where I was like, okay, I can see them being together is when they, like, they kind of have, they, uh, they the garden. bond over the garden. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, we're going to grow things together. And then the garden gets all messed up and they're like, we need revenge. <laughs> it's like they really right. bond over it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I grew so attached to Jake and Katie, but I definitely have a strong attachment to them. Um, I think that I just really liked the, you know, second love aspect for both of them and how they, um, you know, had had these relationships that had ended poorly, mostly, um, and how they, like, healed from that. And um, I don't know. I just really enjoy them and their chemistry. I think that Chloe and Justin had amazing chemistry together. Um, they just had very cute scenes. I think I liked also that basically all of the scenes that we got with them were fairly lighthearted. Um, and I like that like comic relief character, like Justin plays Jake. Um, yeah. And I think I just really liked that. I mean, aside from Degrassi Vegas or whatever, um, you know, for the most part, all of their scenes were just really cute and wholesome. So <laughs> I and really I will like say, that. like, one of the things I really appreciate about Jake, and I, let me tell you, like, right now, he's, he's on, he's on the bottom of my list for favorite characters because of him and Claire. I was like, both of you need to sit down, sit in your corner and think about what you've done. Oh, no, um, he's in my top five. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's, like, totally opposite. <laughs> but what I did like about Jake and what I really appreciate is his, relate, his bromance with Eli and the fact yeah. that he is the one example. Okay, every time in Degrassi when there is, 
hey, there's drugs. It's always, hey, kids, don't do drugs. It turns into an after school uh-huh. special. And I like how Jake is like, he smokes pot. His dad knows he smokes Maybe. pot. And he just smokes pot after a long day and he needs to chill. And I'm like, thank you. That's like the one example I can think of. Maybe you can think of another one, Jen. In Degrassi where it's like, hey, he does drugs and his life isn't ruined. Like, it's nice to see. It's basically just him, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm not saying really, people should be, like, snorting cocaine and shooting up heroin. I'm talking about marijuana, which is now legal right. in, like, 10 states and, you know, Canada. And, like, like why wouldn't you show – it doesn't need to be positive, like, hey, kids do drugs. But, you know, mm-hmm. not everyone who does drugs ruins their life because of it, you know? And right. so I really – I that was a – I think that he felt more real when that happened. And I really liked how his dad was, like – more chill. I never got what his dad saw in Claire's mom. Can I be honest? Because Claire's mom was so uptight, and then Jake's dad was like a latchkey kid, like parent, and you know, right. like ah, uh, whatever, let them out it in the morning, and they'll come back before dark. And it's just like, yeah, okay. And then Claire's mom is like, "How dare you be about past eight? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So I, I, I don't see how that. they worked out either. <laughs> It's an opposite track thing. I don't know, I like with so. like with Paige and Alex, but nothing yeah. will ever be like Palex. Um, yeah, I but, think what I loved so much about Jake is also he seemed like pretty mature for um, high school kid. He like I don't know, never really got jealous of Eli that much. Um, even in that drama in season eleven, he was like very secure in who he was. <laughs> um, and I think that, yeah, post-breakup post, post breakup with Claire, like, was pretty mature about everything. Um, yeah, he feels like he was, like, came out of the womb an adult. <laughs> it's kind of right. weird. Some people are like yeah. that. They just seem adult all the time. Right. Um, and, and, yeah, also the talking about the way the breakup with Claire, there's that really good scene where she's, like, freaking out at him or something. And he's like, we're broken up. Like, I don't get it. Like, it, it's obvious that he's like moved on and she hasn't and she gets so right. angry at him because he hasn't moved on or because he has moved on and she hasn't. Um, and mm-hmm. so that's like a very like adult thing is like, okay, it didn't work out on to the next one. Like, thank you next. You like Ariana Grande did it. Right. right. <laughs> so, and she's like, no, we have to have this dramatic, like holding on to each other for months afterwards. Uh, and so I think he right. really like is a great opposite of Claire in that way. Yeah. And I think that the way that he gave Katie space to, like, figure stuff out post-Drew was really um, awesome and mature for a kid um, around that age, too. Like, you know, obviously their first kiss was (laughs) in the height of her being so upset about Drew. And, um, uh, you know, gave her space and time to process, and then they get together later. And I thought that it was just really cute and a, a mature relationship, and I can see them, you know being together and married um you know i think that they they had the potential to last a long time but yeah they definitely um, screamed in game they kind of they kind of yeah. uh they they kind of teased us with that like they seemed like they were gonna make it <laughs> right yeah um you know and i i think that high school shows definitely not um all couples should be endgame. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, I think um, it's disingenuous yeah. to like tell, especially if you are Real looking life. for high school viewers, like, hey, you're going to end up with someone that you've already met. Like that's the vast majority right. of people marry people that they meet in their 20s, not in their teens. So right. 
um, heck, my mom married someone she met in her thirties. So like my dad, um, yeah. so it's like, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's giving an impossible, like kind of standard. And I do know someone who married their high school sweetheart. One person though, everyone else I know they met in college or at work or, you know, on Tinder in their thirties. Um, so right. I feel like that, that really, uh, I liked that, that there wasn't really a Degrassi example of a couple making it? Not that I can think of. Can you think of one, Simon and Alexa. Like, <laughs> uh, what, who? Did you watch the original series? Because Simon oh, and Alexa. okay. You're right. Yeah, from from junior high, right? The, the, the yes. OG, Degrassi. Yes, okay. There's yeah, they one started example. dating in like eighth grade and they were together like, <laughs> you know, for a long time, ever. Yeah. So we've got one example. <laughs> uh, like, you know, there's not like, I don't know if you've seen How I Met Your Mother, but like a Lily and Marshall is just not that common to like yeah. be together that long. So I right. appreciated that about Degrassi is like, and this is something that like my, um, when I was doing an internship, one of my boss said when I was having trouble with my uh, partner at the time, they were like, it's just practice. <laughs> like, don't worry. You're going to find yeah. someone and all of this will have been preparation for that person. So, right. <laughs> um, great. Uh, do we have any last thoughts um, about uh, Ka uh, Katie and Jake? No, I, th I think that's it. I mean, I just love them so much. <laughs> I also love that Katie went to Stanford, which has a really famous uh, girls soccer team. I was like, that yes. was so great. They really did their research on American universities. <laughs> yes. So Although, also the Stanford I don't know why so many. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why so many Degrassi characters want to move to the U.S. though. Yeah, <laughs> like, and specifically California. But if you like, I have a lot of friends who are international. Like that is the only, New York and California are the only states that they know. So it's right, like that's exactly. where they apply every time, which is why it's so competitive as an international student to go to a New York or a California university. Um, right. <laughs> okay, so I think we have one more left. And it is the couple that like, I don't know why. But I just love Drew and Bianca, and I'm glad yeah. they didn't get married. Don't get me wrong. I'm and when they got when they got engaged, I was like, Bianca, girl, you're gonna have to cut that off because <laughs> it's not. He's not. He's he's a good practice, but he is not gonna be like the guy for yeah. you, especially when she got like so was doing so well academically and was getting out right. of her kind of like. Um, Frankly, like white trash phase, even though she's not white. Um, I was like, right. mm, how about no? She got better as far as like goals and wanting to go to university and, you know, being successful and doing things for herself rather than relying on. I mean, she was, you know, boiler room Bianca. She was kind of seen as this, you know, and I don't like to use this term because I don't I think it's such a, a gendered term. But like, the, you know, they called her a slut um, and, yeah. you know, she ended up having one of the most meaningful and long-term relationships in Degrassi, really right. proving everyone wrong that, like, she can commit, she can fall in love, she can have be a one-woman man and have him, you know, commit to her. Um, yeah. so, and it is, like, automatically not a good relationship because they got together because he cheated on Allie. <laughs> so it automatically, yeah. like, they started off not great. But I think that, like, their whole the whole like um the whole plot with uh Vince and everything like getting caught up in the gang stuff was just like mm -hmm. I don't it's chef's kiss like it was so captivating at the time it was when I first saw it I was like oh my god like is Drew yeah. gonna get stabbed like JT like I was really worried for both of them and yeah. that really like they bonded over that and you're like this is gonna make them closer but in the end it should 
like they should be apart because that's that trauma is too much to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about chemistry, I feel like Drew and Bianca like had that by the truckload. Like, you know, you can definitely tell that like this couple was really into each other. And, um, you know, I, obviously they hurt some people along the way and, you know, it made, um, made things, uh, awkward, (laughs) but, um, you know, I did really, really enjoy them. And obviously they were, they were like meant to be, um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I never got, got attached to either character by themselves. Um, so I, I'm much more of a character person, honestly, than a ship person. So yeah, I think that that's what, which what, is surprising. Like, this is my first Degrassi episode, which is all about shipping, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I never got attached to them because I didn't care about either of their relationships on their own or either of their like, you know, paths on their own as much as you know I did for other characters so I don't know or like their friendships really outside of other like each other I don't know um I think that's why I didn't get attached to them as much as I have other ships um but I think that their chemistry was you know 10 out of 10 for sure I think another reason that I like them is her relationship with his mom Audra I I think that that that, like that was so great. And I remember there was this scene where she was like, I can't do that to Audra. Like, she's like a mom to me. And Drew's like, really? And I'm like, Drew, you're so fucking stupid. Of course. She hasn't had right. a strong, you know, mother figure in her life. She's gonna, you know, latch on to what for a while was going to be her, her future mother-in-law. So I was just yeah. like, Drew, how do you not get this? Like, this is why she's too good for you. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, she, of course, right. would, you know, be all about finding a mother figure. Yeah, I think I could have really grown attached to Bianca a lot more had we seen more of her like friendships with other people outside of Drew. I think that, you know, so much of uh, who her character was was for for his growth. And um, yeah, I wish we had gotten to see more female friendships, um, you know, and and stuff like that. Um, Uh, But yeah, I did really appreciate the Audra and Bianca relationship a lot. It's one of my favorite parent-kid dynamics, even though they're not, like, related. But yeah. And I think, actually, I believe it was Annie Clark. I was just on Degrassi Wiki, Fandom Wiki, randomly uh, a couple days ago. I think it was Annie Clark who said that Bianca is her favorite character. And then the girl who plays Bianca said that uh, Fiona Coyne is her favorite character, and I thought that oh was really goodness. cute. That is <laughs> really I was like, cute. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's sweet. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that Bianca definitely deserves something better, and and I think they they kind of took the whole she doesn't get along with other women thing way too far. Right. Because um, I think there, she ended up kind of becoming BFFs, was it with Imogen? She, I, f- I forget. She kind of became she BFFs seen- with another girl. Yeah, she had a scene where um, it seemed like they were going to be friends, like close friends. And then, you know, when Drew was living with Fiona, like they got a little bit closer, um, but we didn't get a really very many one-on-one female friendships. And honestly, I would have liked them to take that direction with Katie and Bianca. Um, yeah, instead that would have been having good. as much animosity as they had. I feel like they could have taken it in a different direction. I don't know. Yeah, but. the classic like guy gets between them kind of thing. Right. I feel like Degrassi could have 
flip that on its head and been yeah. like, no, they actually like bond over the fact that they share, you know, had a, the same boyfriend. Um, but yeah, I feel yeah. like Degrassi is not always the best about female relationships. Um, yeah. And what's weird is then they'll like totally kill it with the male relationships. Like the bromance is like Drew and Dallas and uh, Eli and Adam. And I'm like, why can't you do this for everyone? Yeah, like for the Jake girls and Mel. too. I love Jake and Mel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like uh, it just kind of, I feel like it over, like, it, 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 it's a little sexist to be like, women are always going to see each other's competition and can't get along right. if they like the same guy. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's, that's our, our favorite couples. Let's it, just like brain, just since we were pretty much at the hour and a half mark, just uh, what are the couples that should not have been for you, Jen, where you were like, stop it, Degrassi, just stop it. Yeah. I think, yeah, one that stands out that we kind of already talked about was Drew and Becky. <laughs> no, yes. thank you. No, thanks. Adam no is rolling over in his that. grave. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I hated basically all of Jonah's relationships. <laughs> I did not like Jonah that much as a character. Oh, God, and- Jonah. God. Yeah. Seriously. I- and he's like, oh, yeah. I can't have sex with you because, like, I've been bad in the past. And it's like, you're you're punishing women now for, like, your mistakes in the past. Like, stop it, right. Jonah. Stop it. Yes. Yeah, and literally anything like- with Jonah. I totally agree. I feel like they were, like, throwing things at his character to see what stuck, and then, like, n- none of it made sense, and I don't yeah. know, I just didn't like it at all. Um, um, if, while we're doing, like, a blanket statement. I hated him and Frankie. I oh hated that God, relationship so much. disgusting. While we're on the blanket statements, Maya, like, anything with Maya, any of her, I didn't like her with Zig, I didn't like her with Miles, I didn't like her yeah. with, she was sort of kind of with that sod guy a little bit, not, like, fully, but they had yeah. this, like, weird dysfunctional relationship i don't really like what they did with i like maya herself but i don't like what they did with her character in general um and i think actually like of all the quote-unquote musical characters she was the most talented hands down like even more talented yeah um so yeah Um, anything with maya uh, i will say also this is really early actually probably the first relationship ashley and jimmy was never here for it yeah me neither (laughs) Uh, I was like no um and as far as like a a couples that like I wish could have happened I actually kind of wanted Toby and Liberty to seriously get together oh yeah because like he did like her but I don't think they really got together did they I don't know no no not really um oh before we move on completely from characters or relationships we've really hated um Allie and Johnny oh my god they're like number one Uh, I'm sorry like that is the most disgusting and I love she actually has that line later where she's like look I dated this guy and he was super greasy and gross and I was like thank you Allie like why were you I think it was just because he was older he had this like mystique about him and the fact that he actually didn't want to be out there as a couple I think actually made her want to be in a couple more Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely. I just don't see the ship potential at all. I don't know. He was so bad to her for like their whole relationship. I know he like got a little bit of redemption in season ten, but at that point, I just really did not care. (laughs) Especially because he was there when JT died. I don't know. I had just always yeah. The Lakers kids in general, like I don't. I think they honestly could have just not with the Lakers kids. I, I. 
I, I think, I feel like they were like, oh crap, we need to introduce more characters. Oh yeah, there's this other right. school. Let's just say their school burned down and now they're at Degrassi. I'm like, what? No. Yeah, um, yeah they yeah, were definitely scrambling in six and seven. Like, oh, our cast is like leaving us. We have yeah. to find a way to fill this void. I don't know. Uh, another couple I could not stand was Sav and Anya. It was oh, like, yeah. they were like so lovey-dovey. Like it, it, it was, I just, I, I'm not a fan. Uh, I wasn't and the a fact fan that, like, they, I can't say I like hated them, but I didn't love them. Yeah. And the fact that they're like, they both have sticker books was like repeated like yeah. five times. <laughs> I'm like, how is this a plot point? <laughs> like what? Yeah. I don't um, know. I, 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 I feel like they wanted it to work more, way more than it did work. I know. So, what did you think about the the Claire and Eli epic romance that was yeah, like I took up it, like four seasons? Right. I found it really interesting that neither of us picked Eli and Claire. Neither of us picked Sean and Emma. Um, you know these like big classic ones. romances. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that part like. I liked Eli and Claire at some points and then hated them at other points. So I don't know. It was just yeah. like, <laughs> it's such a roller coaster. Their whole yeah, relationship. Definitely. I yeah. Think that- and I, I the baggage that he had was like, it was just so many red flags. I would have just like swerved hard if I were her. But right. I think that if their in- relationship had ended at season 12, I would have like a creature. I would but seasons 13 and 14 just kind of like I don't know um especially yeah you you, you were know, cutting out there for a second but I think Claire. yeah you were cutting out for a second but I think I get what you're saying where it's like you're, you're talking about like kind of the the whole pregnancy plot line could have like not happened right yeah uh I mean Oh my gosh, seasons 13 and 14, a mishmash of like <laughs> random stuff. I don't know. They were just like, they didn't know what to do with anyone. So they were just like, oh, we're putting these two characters together. We're going to see what happens with this. I don't know. They just didn't think things through as much in 13 and 14. I don't think, you know. I think you're right. I think they got a little, I felt a little bit of cockiness in the later seasons where it's like, it's Degrassi. You're going to watch it. You've been here for 12 seasons. And I'm like, no, you still have to work for it. Um, Right. So, yeah. (laughs) Because for me, like, I think that the the best is like the first nine seasons, frankly. Yeah. Like, I think that's like the best Degrassi uh, next gen. Um, And then like 11 is pretty, 10 and 11 is pretty good. And then like, 12 13 14 like especially 13 14 it really starts to go off the rails and i feel like they kind of wanted maya matlin to be the next emma as far as like Mm -hmm. being the focus of the show and i feel like emma's character she was definitely able to hold her own as like kind of this this this, you know starring kind of role and maya Mm -hmm. matlin was i just don't think a strong enough character to, to do that oh see i love maya I, I do know. too, I think, but like I feel like I they were putting way too much on her. Um, I liked Maya a lot as a character, but I definitely agree that the the first seasons are my my favorite. And I think honestly, it depends on what you want out of the show. What what I think is going to be your favorite. Um, so I mean, they're they're almost like three different shows, you know. So, yeah. um. 
it's completely dependent on what you want out of the show. I think the first seasons did really great at like character development and, um, you know, friendships and stuff like that. I think, um, you know, going into uh, 10 through 10 through 12, especially it was like relationships were the big focus and definitely, you know, um, what kind of crazy plot lines can they go through? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then with the next class, it was more like, you know, a little bit of um, social justice, whatever. um, And kind of, you know, uh, social media (laughs) type of stuff. So yeah, like growing up with technology kind of. Right. Exactly. So I think it depends on what you want out of the show, which definitely you're going to glom onto. Great. Yeah. So I think this is, this is a really great place to, to stop then Jen. I do have one more question though. Who is your favorite Degrassi teacher? Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Um, there's so many. I love love a lot of them, but I think I'm gonna go Miss Kwan. I love oh my Ms. god, I was gonna say Miss Kwan. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much, especially like oh, I, like I just listened a couple of episodes ago to that the episode where you covered that the the uh, the season one where uh, Jimmy and Ashley are like making out, and she's like, oh, yeah. you might think you're, you're cute, not but, as like, cute as you think you are. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like you might think you're adorable, but no one else does, right? <laughs> the way that she like plays off of spinner slacker like i just yeah. i love it i would say though like my almost my favorite teacher it was almost miss o but the saf storyline killed it for me oh. i was like no the fact that you're even yeah. thinking about being with one of your students you're on my shit list oh, um I and she and miss o actually without thinking about that, i know so. miss o played an instant star as karma too I did, yeah. so so I like I, I love to see her. She's so talented, but I'm like, dude, why did you do that to Miss O? She was the she was like the I I wanted her to be like that example of that young hip teacher who doesn't want to fuck her students. <laughs> like right? Oh my god. Why they always also, mess it up? I also really loved Mr. Armstrong. He, he oh yeah, he was great, and he coached everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that literally man never every sports. He never sleeps. He's either thinking about math or sports. Um, I will say also, I really liked, a a lot of people don't, but I liked Mr. Perino because he was really strict about deadlines and everything. Like, I felt like he was really preparing the kids for college. And I know that, like, that made him look like like an asshole, but I do think he really cared about, like, professional development. And and the Degrassi kids were just like, like, no, we're, we have, like, love triangles and drugs and stuff that we need to worry about. We can't worry about history. I just wonder, like, why they put in that storyline of him with Derek. Yes! Um, I've always wondered and, that. like, never revisited it. I don't know. Never. Like, and it's I like, thought- and then Perino was not mean anymore. And it's like, no, right. an abuser is always going to be an abuser. Like, really? He just got like a bat. He just got a, a talking to from Snake, and that was it. And actually, right. Derek is one of those characters where I'm like, he could have just not been in there. Like, he literally didn't get a storyline. No, I, like he was Danny's I, friend, and that's it. <laughs> like, right, that sucks. I hate that character. Poor mm-hmm. um, friggin' Mark Donato who plays him. I feel like. <laughs> Everyone hates this character. Yeah. He was one of those characters. Like, also, like, um, oh, uh, oh, who was the guy we were just talking about who dated Allie, who was gross? Uh, What is his name? Oh, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, Then he had that random friend 
was like, this guy yeah, doesn't Bruce. appear. What, like, Bruce, yeah. It's like, why are you here? Yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. I, I actually, all, I, when I first met Mo, I thought the same thing about him. And then he had such a great storyline with, like, he it's actually okay. made me care about Marisol. And I was like, wow, that's yeah. that's some good writing if I all of a sudden care about Marisol because I always hated her. Yeah. Oh, I love that friendship group, Jake and Mo and um, Marisol and Katie. And I think yes. probably them them bringing Jake into it is what, like, sold me. So. Uh, oh, and the Jake, going to France was the other friendship. one of the Degrassi. I knew there was a fourth, like, destination for Degrassi. They also had that, like, summer oh, yeah. program in France thing, which was, that was interesting. Strange. That was the like, what is filter. happening? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Awesome. No, Jen, uh, so, Jen, why don't you tell the listeners again where to find you and uh, um, again about the you, kind of the premise of your podcast about the, yeah. the Stan and the never seen before. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I am the Degrassi Stan. Lisa is the Degrassi newbie on our podcast. And um, we are available basically wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, you know, if if you don't see us on a platform and you want us there, you can always DM us and we'll look into it. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at GoCanadianAPod. I run that Twitter and um, talk about spoilers on the Twitter. Lisa is not allowed yes, on Yes, spoiler there. alert, which you shouldn't have watched this whole thing if you were afraid of spoilers anyway. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> We also have a Facebook group called Lisa and Jen Go Canadian A. That is spoiler free. Um, and Lisa and Laura are both in that group. Oh my gosh, um, I have to join it right now. I did not know about this yes. Facebook group. Yes. Opening my Facebook app right now. <laughs> Perfect. And we also have a TikTok Go Canadian A pod. And that's basically all the so- socials on. Um, but yeah, it's so fun i love running this podcast we've been doing it for um coming up on a year in in july it'll be a year so how so exciting fun. i've had i've yeah. enjoyed going on the journey with you all like i i recently just started listening but i'm almost caught up actually i had i was on a um a plane ride unfortunately during covid but i was moving so i had to move from one place to another and so i had to get my body from one state to another, so I had to fly. Right. Not fun. Uh, but I, I was on the plane, and I had, like, downloaded, like, four or five of your episodes before getting on the plane. And so I was just listening to to uh, you and Lisa uh, tell me all about Degrassi. And I love the dynamic between someone who has seen it and someone who hasn't. That is so fast. Especially when she's like, oh, I hope so-and-so and so-and-so get together. And you're just like, mm, I say nothing. I'm, like, holding <laughs> myself really back. Funny. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, so dear listeners, please, please check out Lisa and Jinko Canadian A. And it do the best thing you can do is give it that sweet, sweet five star review on uh, oh, yes. your podcast platform, especially Apple Podcasts, because the Apple Podcast um, algorithm is is like the YouTube algorithm. It is a really nasty beast, and it it demands to be fed. So please, yeah. please give them that five star review. They deserve it. They work really hard, and they have a really good time talking to Grassy. So please check out um, that. And Jen, I really hope to have you back on because I have been holding in all of my Degrassi thoughts for years. <laughs> it's nice to finally yes. talk about them with someone. Yes, and we we would love to have you on our podcast at some point in the future too. Um, that would be so fun. And I promise I will be good about spoilers in front of Lisa. I will just, I will like yes. wink at you 
Um, so yes. you'll know that I know, but she won't know. <laughs> yeah. If there's any episodes that stand out to you that you like would have a lot to talk about, you know, DM me. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely season three. I have like so many thoughts, like three, four, and five are like my yeah. sweet spot in Degrassi. Yeah. So I will definitely yeah. let you know. Perfect. Uh, so sadly, with season three, we've we've already got it planned out. How, um, yeah. how um, <laughs> who's going to be on it? But four and five are definitely open. So like, yeah, awesome. definitely. Great. There's some good episodes up for grabs there. So that's great. Yes. Well, great. Thank you so much again, Jen, for joining me. And like I said, please check out Lisa and Jen Goat Canadian, eh? And uh, I don't know why I had to say it like that. Um, and please check me out, Amy Blackfire. That's A-E-M-Y, Blackfire with a Y. I am on YouTube, and I am on all podcast platforms, including Podbean. And if you also want to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate that. I've gotten a couple of them already, and they warm my heart. Um, and, yeah, please check me out on Twitter and also follow um, Go Can at Go Canadian Pod uh, for Twitter. All of the links will be in the description for your convenience. Um, thanks again, Jen, for coming, and I cannot wait to talk more to Grassy with you in the future. Thank you.